You know, sometimes it can feel like you are doing everything right. And yet in spite of putting in all the work, nothing is changing when it comes to your weight. You feel like you have little to no control over what is going on within your own body. And you're feeling frustrated that everything that used to work is making no difference anymore. It can be a really tough pill to swallow. But the truth is that if you are trying everything and nothing is shifting, then it absolutely is time for a different approach and to look at some of the fundamentals, which are going to have a big impact on whether you lose weight or not. In this week's episode, we're going to dive into what those fundamentals are and what you need to start focusing on now when the old ways are no longer working. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Well, hello, lovely peeps. I hope you're having a great week so far and a huge welcome back to the podcast. Before I get started, have you checked out the Fatigued to Fabulous workshop yet? This is for all of my 40 plus listeners who want to tackle those perimenopause symptoms, find their mojo, get empowered for this new phase of life, and of course, feel totally fabulous. The workshop is completely free and we're going to cover so much from the symptoms of perimenopause, what's actually going on and why, through to how to deal with that stubborn weight gain, what to do about hot flushes, and of course, how to kick the fatigue and rediscover your energy. It's all going to be contained inside this brilliant workshop at the end of January. So just head over to chickfit.co.uk forward slash fatigue to fabulous to find out more and get yourself signed up. Right onwards. And actually, the topic today is something that I know is going to be relevant to so, so many of you in your 40s and beyond, particularly because doesn't it just feel like your metabolism has somehow changed without you really realising it? And you know what, before you know it, you're in a bigger dress size, you're gaining weight, even though it feels like you're not really doing anything different to what you did before. And to make it worse, the usual routes to weight loss just don't seem to be working anymore. It is so flipping common and I know just how frustrating it can be. When I have done the Fatigue to Fabulous workshop before, I always ask everybody, what's your number one concern? weight gain and the inability to lose weight always comes out top because it can feel like we are doing all the things or maybe we're just not doing anything different to what we used to be and that we seem to have lost all control of our bodies. Our bodies are doing their own flipping thing regardless of what we try and do. In our 20s and 30s, we would decide, and I know that this happens because I used to do it myself, we would decide that we wanted to lose some weight, we got on a diet and hey presto, a few weeks later, job done, right? It just felt easy. You would start the weight loss journey, the weight would drop off, everything would be amazing. You would wash your hands of it and say, yeah, there we go, done. But as we get a bit older, the same formula just doesn't work. Our bodies change. And actually, it's not necessarily so much our bodies changing, it's that our bodies react differently 
to the different stresses in our lives. The stuff that we used to be really resilient to in our 20s and 30s, we are no longer so resilient to. And as we lose that resilience, so we lose that ability to lose weight. We lose the ability to stop the weight from going on. And so things do change. Things do change. I do know for sure, though, that working out more, working out harder, eating less, getting rid of all the treats, trying to power through on willpower alone, reducing our calories, not going to work. They may have worked once upon a time, they're not going to work so much anymore. We actually have to start changing the game. We actually have to start changing to kind of respond and react to the ways in which our body is changing, to the ways in which our hormone levels are changing as well. And the thing is, I don't want you to be like, oh, it's just a hormone thing. It's not. Okay. Hormones can play a part in it. But in all honesty, if you look at men in their 40s and 50s, they are probably putting on weight at a similar rate to women. So we can blame the hormones and we can think, oh, I'll just go on HRT, everything will be okay. But actually, the truth is that we we need to change our approach. We need to change our approach as we get older. And we need to think differently about some of the fundamental things that are going to actually shift the needle on this one. Um, you know, I know that it feels really miserable. I know it feels really hard when you feel like but I'm not doing anything different. Nothing has changed. And even worse, when you're like, but I'm doing everything I feel like I can. I'm working out more. I'm working out harder. I'm eating less. I'm watching my calories. I'm doing all the things and nothing is shifting. It can feel so, so, so hard that we're doing all of that and we are still not getting the results that we want to. But I can promise you that going round and round in circles, trying harder and harder and harder is not going to do the job. <laughs> there are some things that we really need to start focusing on and we really need to start looking at if we are going to actually make that change. So there's a few things that I'm going to talk about here. Now, I do cover quite a few areas. I don't want you to get um, overwhelmed by this because at the end of the day, there will be one or two of these things which are going to go, actually, that is the thing. That is the thing at the moment that I really need to focus on. Just be mindful of that, be open to it. And as we're going through it, just be thinking, okay, what, what are the key couple of things here? I'm not going to do everything. What are the key couple of things? So I think the first one, the first one has to be on the list. And it is, you know, firstly, dump the diets. And secondly, adjust your expectations of your body. What a lot of women say to me is, I just want my old body back. I want to be the same size that I was 20 years ago. And that can be really destructive because our bodies do change. Our bodies are, in fact, allowed to change. Like I say, back in the day when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I'd go on a diet, lose the weight, jobs are good and, and I would stay there. It's not going to happen anymore. Number one, I can't be bothered. <laughs> number one, it's too much effort. But number two, my body has changed. It's not going to work so much anymore. So you can go on as many flipping diets as you like but they are not going to work the same as they used to. And we can also spend our whole lives thinking, oh, but I used to be a size 10 and now I'm a size 12. And this, honestly, this is the thing that I get from a lot of women. This like, oh, I always used to be a size eight. And I'm like, okay, so where are you now? Oh, well, I'm a size 10. <laughs> and I'm like, I think you're fine. And it's putting it in, into perspective. It's like, okay, maybe your body is not the same size as it used to be. My body is not the same size as it used to be, but does it need to be? Or can we adjust our expectations of our body? And can we adjust our expectations to wanting our body to be the best that it can right now? You know, I know aesthetics are important. Of course they are. They're important to all of us. But when it's the only thing, when it's the only thing that matters, it can be really destructive and it can be really destructive to our efforts to actually make changes. So 
let's try and go from I want my body back to I want my body to be the best that it can be right now. You know, diets are not going to help at this point. Trying harder, pushing harder just signals danger to your body. It signals to your body, we need to protect ourselves. We need to slow down our metabolism. It adds more stress to the system. You know, all of those things are going on at a time when our body's resilience is reducing. Like I said before, as we go into our sort of late 30s, early 40s and onwards, our resilience starts to reduce. Okay. And the things that we were resilient to before, we are not so resilient to anymore. Our body is not as resilient to stress. Our body will try and protect itself. Our body will try and slow down our metabolism. Our body will try and stop us from losing fat because it believes we're in danger. So when we're constantly going on diets, constantly stressing about the fact that our body doesn't look like it did when we were 25, we're not going to help ourselves. And look, we all know that diets don't work in the long term. We all know that now. Doesn't mean that they're not as inviting as they used to be. You know, they still are every bit, but they don't work. And we know that. We know that you just end up putting more and more weight on. And the truth is, and I know this might might sound harsh, but for a lot of us, the fact that we did spend a lot of our years dieting, we went on and off diets, may be one of the reasons that we might be struggling right now, that we might be struggling to lose weight because we have yo-yoed up and down and up and down for too many years. So another diet is not going to change that. So with all that said, (laughs) also think about learning to listen to your body again, responding to its needs, taking things a step at a time. Okay. Our expectations of our bodies and what they should look like and the size they should be probably need to change a little bit. And our expectations of diets and what they mean for us also probably need to change a bit. This is really, really important. So that's the first thing. The next thing is, you know, one of the other reasons that we may be finding it harder to lose weight is lack of exercise. And not just a lack of formal exercise, but possibly a lack of daily movement as well. So just starting with the kind of exercise side of things. So honestly, most weight loss is going to be done through nutrition. Absolutely. They will say, what's that saying? Abs are made in the kitchen (laughs) or whatever. Stupid saying, but it's true. Probably true. But Weight loss is, is for the majority going to be done through nutrition. But exercise has a role to play too. Exercise really does have a role to play. It creates a virtuous circle. So if we are exercising and looking after ourselves, we're more likely to eat better and vice versa. So that virtuous circle is really important. Number two, muscle. Muscle is so, so, so important for metabolism. Our metabolism in large part depends on how much muscle we have. The more muscle we have, the more calories we burn every single day at rest. So it's estimated that for every extra pound of muscle we have in our body, we burn an extra 50 calories a day. So a few pounds of extra muscle is, uh, is boosting our metabolism by, you know, five, 10%. It's a lot, right? So if we're not exercising, then we are losing muscle because that starts to happen in our mid-30s. And as we lose muscle, our metabolism starts to change. Now, probably by our mid-40s, it's not made that much of a difference, but it can start to make a difference. So think about adding some exercise and think about adding some muscle building exercise, not just focusing on the calorie burning cardio. Of course, we want to do cardio. Of course, we want that for heart health and all sorts of other things. But lots and lots and lots and lots of cardio can be really stressful on your body, particularly as you get older. So try and mix that with some strength building activities as well. It's really important. And like I said, this isn't just about formal exercise. It's also about daily movement. You know, we may be moving less than we used to. Now, I know for sure. So until my son started secondary school this year, 
I used to go and pick him up from school every day and I used to walk and it's a 20 minute walk. So 20 minutes there, tw- probably 25, 30 back, <laughs> dragging a small child with you. But that every single day or most days it would represent a good, what, 40, 45 minutes of walking for me, walking that I am not doing anymore and I'm trying to replace in other ways. I'm not quite there yet, but I am trying to replace it. And, you know, if you've got kids when they were small, you're probably on the go a lot more. You're probably up and down and doing things around the house and chasing after them and doing things with them and taking things out with them. But as we get that bit older and our kids are a bit older, that happens less. We're going out with them less. They are less dependent on us. We have to be less active. And the other thing that can also happen is that we can slow down a little bit. We start to go into that like, oh, I'm getting a bit older. I'm going to slow down phase. And we do not want to do that because it can also mean that non-formal exercise starts to go as well. And before we know we're, you know, our steps are going down and we're not moving as much and we're not doing as much. So looking, yes, at formal exercise, muscle and strength building activities, but also look at what you're doing every single day. It can make a difference over time. It really, really can. So definitely look at that. The third thing I want to talk about is blood sugar balance. Now, when our blood sugar balance is off, we can have a tendency to gain weight, particularly around the tummy. So if you are in a place where maybe you're noticing that that you're gaining weight, particularly around the tummy, it can be related to blood sugar balance. And again, as we get a bit older, this becomes more important. So, you know, in our earlier years, we probably coped with that pretty well. We probably coped with the ups and downs and we could eat a bag of Haribo on a Saturday night and be fine. (laughs) Like I used to back in the day. We can't do that so much anymore. We have to be more mindful of balancing our blood sugar because our body will react more strongly. We tend to become more insulin resistant as we get older. And insulin resistance basically means that our bodies are not, or our our cells in our body are not sensitive to insulin. So we pump more and more and more of it out, which leads to these kind of bigger sugar spikes and crashes. And that is really bad news when it comes to weight gain. So what are the things that we can do to balance our blood sugar? Well, I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. You'd almost think that this was a podcast about fitness and wellness, (laughs) but exercise, of course, exercise helps us to balance our blood sugar. And even more than that, muscle helps us to balance our blood sugar. The more muscle we've got, the better we are at balancing it. So muscle is really, really important. Muscle is something that absorbs sugar from our system so that it can use it later on. So we really need a good amount of muscle in order to do that. Sleep, really, really important. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. Stress, also really important. I'll talk a bit about that in a minute. Both of those things are going to affect your blood sugar balance as well. And of course, managing your nutrition so that you're not having those big blood sugar spikes and crashes all the time. More protein, more plant-based foods, more fibre, all of those things are going to be really, really important. So looking at that blood sugar balance and having a bit of an honest conversation with yourself about how that looks right now and how you can start to address that. The next two, stress and sleep. So these, I've just mentioned those. So stress. Um, And I know, I know, I know, I, I talk about this all the time, but there's a couple of different kinds of stress that come to play here. The first one is obviously life stress. It's a biggie but also the stress that is induced by cutting calories too far, by not eating enough and by over-exercising. Those things are really important as well. They are going to add more stress to our bodies and our bodies are not going to be resilient enough to cope with that. 
So we need to look at both of those things. And, you know, what really happens is that when we get stressed, our body's protective mechanism is to hold on to fat and it's to store it around the tummy as well so that it can easily access that energy when it needs it. That is the easiest place to keep it in order to protect us from danger. You know, when we quickly need to run, it's the easiest place to access that. So the more that we are having this chronic stress in our lives, the more likely our body is to go, well, we need to store plenty of um, plenty of fat around the tummy because that means that we can access that energy really quickly when we need it because clearly we're in danger. Stress also messes with blood sugar levels. Like I said before, you know, when we keep releasing cortisol, it drives our blood sugar up. So essentially our body releases cortisol, our body then goes, oh my gosh, right, we're in danger. We need to get ready to run or fight. So I'm going to release some sugar into the bloodstream so that we're prepared for that threat. And so again, then we're getting these big, big kind of spikes and crashes afterwards as well. And stress also makes you crave sugar. We all know what's the thing that you want when you're stressed. You want sugar, you want carbs, because they offer a source of comfort and they help you to release feel-good hormones. They actually calm the system. So the more chronically stressed you are, and we're not talking about, you know, stresses that come and go, they're fine. It's the chronic day-to-day stress that's making you crave sugar all the time, crave comfort that is going to have, you know, a big effect on your weight. So yeah, all that stress is going to potentially set you up for the kind of ongoing struggle, really. And then the final thing is sleep. So this is about the hormones. This is about our our hunger hormones. So the less we sleep or the less good quality sleep we get, the more of a hormone called ghrelin that we release. Now, ghrelin is our hunger hormone. It is the thing that says to us, we need to eat now. So if we're not sleeping very well, then ghrelin gets released. When we're full, leptin gets released and leptin says, okay, you're full now, you've had enough, you can stop eating, we're fine. But sleep messes with that. So sleep is going to increase your appetite. It's going to reduce your feelings of fullness. And that, of course, is going to have an effect. And particularly when you are in, you know, you're maybe not sleeping so well, you're trying to cut calories, you're trying to exercise more, you're trying to do all the things. If you're then getting this increase in the hunger hormone, this this reduction in the fullness hormone, you're going to then start craving sugar and things like that because you're not going to have enough fuel in your body to satisfy your body under those circumstances. So sleep is really important. And sleep as well, becomes important with your blood sugar levels because what can sometimes happen is that your blood sugar crashes in the middle of the night, it wakes you up. So if you're waking up around three or four o'clock, that could be a sign that your blood sugar's maybe not doing brilliantly. So you wake up in the middle of the night, it affects your sleep. And then the next morning you get up and you're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry today. I can't stop eating today. Had a bad night's sleep. Ghrelin goes up, we get more hungry, we crave the sugar and all of those things. And it just sets us off on this vicious cycle. So sleep is definitely something to think about as well when it comes to weight. And we don't, and this is the thing, we don't think about these things. When we think about weight, we think nutrition, exercise, and that's where it stops. But there is so, so, so much more that is going on with this as well. And I think that we need to be really careful that we're not ignoring some of these fundamental things. And some of these are really fundamental. You know, a lack of exercise and daily movement is fundamental. Your blood sugar balance is fundamental. Stress and sleep are fundamental. So we've got to look, try not to ignore those things. Try not to kind of go for the easy option, the, oh, it's okay, I'll just do another diet, everything will be fine. Let's try not to do that. Let's have a look at all those other things as well. 
And like I said earlier, I've covered a lot today, right? But I don't want you to be overwhelmed by all of this. Yes, these things all have a role to play in why we may not be able to shift weight right now. But for each and every one of us, there will be a different thing to tackle first. You know, maybe some of you are okay with some of it already. Maybe you're already exercising regularly and you're cool with that, but maybe your sleep is rubbish and you need to sort that out. So what is what is the area or the couple of areas that you know you need to work on the most? And I can I can pretty much guarantee that if you are struggling, then at least one or two of these, probably more, are going to be something that you need to look at. And, we, you know, like I say, we can often kid ourselves and say, well, you know, I do a bit of exercise, I go for a bit of a walk, I eat pretty well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes we're maybe not admitting to ourselves the real truth of, okay, yeah, on the surface, everything seems fine. But if we look a little bit deeper, we can see that these couple of things really do need addressing. And I'm ignoring them because they're hard or because I don't want to look at them or because I don't want to have to address them. But we're going to have to. We are going to have to. We're going to have to start looking a little bit deeper. So choose the one that you know requires the biggest change first. So if you're not exercising at the moment, start by adding that. If your sleep is a bit rough around the edges, then start there. As with anything like this, you have to take it one step at a time. Start with the big rocks and then work your way from there because it's all very well going, oh, well, if I give up sugar, everything will be okay. But what if all of this other stuff needs work as well? This is the stuff. These are the things that you need to focus on first and foremost before you're then messing around with all the smaller things later. So I hope that's helped. You know, ultimately, the, here's the thing. If you're in this place, if you're in a place where you're like, I cannot seem to lose weight, whatever I do, it is unlikely to be because you are not trying hard enough or because you're eating too much or because you need to work out harder and longer. If you're already doing some of those things, it's very unlikely to be those things. It's not likely to be because you're not making enough effort. And you know that. It's much more likely that there are a couple of real fundamentals here that you need to address, which are then going to help everything to work that bit more smoothly, to work that bit better. So have a think about where you might need to start with this. Do let me know your thoughts via my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. In the meantime, I hope that you found that really helpful. And this is where I'm going to love you and leave you. And I will see you back here again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at Alex Chick Fit, and I'll see you again next time.